Hey, everybody. This is Mandy, and I did something childish today. Hi, everybody. This is Ollie, and I have a flight in less than 24 hours, and I haven't started packing. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. So, Mandy, are you going to share with us what you did that was childish? I totally can. Um, and then I have a comment to your packing situation. Uh, okay. But all right. <laughs> but um, I washed my sheets last night mm-hmm. and comforter. Mm-hmm. And then and because you peed the bed, was that the childish act? Nah. No, right. I washed my sheets quiet. because I'm an adult and I have a guest coming over and I thought it would be nice for them to have fresh sheets. But oh, was childish. nice of you. I thought so. But then this morning, um, I was eating a muffin and I also had to do this thing on the computer and my computer was mm. in my room on my bed. And so then I got mm. the muffin and I was eating it while I was doing the stuff on the computer. And of course, the muffin got on the comforter, and I was like, <laughs> "That was childish." Because I should already know, as an adult woman, not to take this crumbly food <laughs> into my freshly made bed and sheets. But I was like, "It's definitely childish," because only a child would do that. Only a child would be like, "That's the type of thing when you're a kid and your mom gets mad at you, and they're like, why would you eat?'" When we just washed the sheets. And you just sitting there like, I was hungry. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do the fresh sheets have to do with it? <laughs> what does the fact that we just washed the sheets have to do with anything? <laughs> and I was just like, that was childish. That was childish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Through the lens of a child, it doesn't make sense. But as an adult, it makes perfect sense. The other day I was eating grits and I came to my room and I was like, I probably shouldn't eat in the bed. And I sat on the bed and the whole time I was cringing, like, watch me spill something. Watch this go somewhere it doesn't need to be. Watch as I'm trying to type on the computer and drink my sparkling water and do all this stuff, something just goes wrong. And even though I had all these alarms going off, I was like, I'm comfortable, so I'm going to still do it. <laughs> exactly. Because that's, that's where my mindset was at. I was like... My computer's already here. My bed is cozy. I'm just going to handle this thing while I eat this muffin. And then at one point, I feel like I forgot that I had the muffin because when I looked up, I was like, there's muffin everywhere. (laughs) Why did I do this? That was so dumb. Fortunately, I was able to clean it up. It wasn't something like schmeary, but it was like, oh, that's the worst. To me, like, something wet and smeary is worse because then I would have to re- for legit rewash the whole sheets. That does happen. But I was just looking at it like, why did, why did you do this? You're better than this. You know better than this. You know, scolding myself. <laughs> um, in comment to you getting ready to go on a trip and you have not packed, um, mm-hmm. I'm about to go on a trip and I packed. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you want? You want some, like, cookie? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, I just thought it was so, like, because the last time when I went on the trip over the holidays and my family was making comments about, you know, consider how long ago we planned this trip. We should have been more prepared. And I was just the person that was like, I was prepared. <laughs> I didn't do anything last minute. And that's how I feel like, not to like rub it in other people's faces, but I'm just, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing a good job of being like, oh, I did what I what I needed to do. Except for, for, you know, stuff like eating in the bed. Like every moment that I have a childish moment, I do think I also have a moment as an adult where I'm like, I was prepared. <laughs> Hello, balance. Hello. I'm not even a Libra. I don't even know zodiacs like that, but I do know that the Libras are the balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're not a Libra either. 
Nope, but I know my. Um, yeah, I'm a procrastinator. We've talked about that, but I'm a productive procrastinator. So it's like when it comes down to crunch time, I'm like crying and overwhelmed, but getting stuff done. So it's like I have time to pack now, like not plenty of time, but I, I have the ability to set the time to pack and I'm aware of this and I'm even more so aware that that's not going to happen. I'm aware that probably like an hour before I have to leave, that's when I'm going to be rushing. I don't even have my luggage. Before in, you in have the house. to leave? It's like in the garage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. <laughs> it's it's, I, I already see the stress when it's coming later on, but yeah, at least I know it's coming. Right. Well, All right. I, I'm going to put some peace your way. Like, no stress. Oh, okay. Like, let it come, but not be. Not be stressful? I don't know. That's my hope for you. Thank you. <laughs> so what you got in terms yeah. of your goals, lady? What? I get to go first? What? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I have two things going on. One, I'm updating my company website, and the other is that I started a new Instagram account for a different venture I'm having, um, semicolon, however, comma, Facebook slash Instagram, you know, since they're like this conglomerate now, has decided I'm not a real person. And so I received this message, y'all tell me if this sounds scammy. Okay, maybe it it sounds scammy, or maybe it happened to you, I don't know. Basically, they they sent me a message, they were like, hey, we need you to send us a picture of your face, and you holding up a paper with a date, and the blood of three virgins, and then we'll be able to maybe confirm if you are who you say you are. And so I responded back to them, and I said, hello, um, alleged Facebook slash Instagram team. Can you all confirm that this isn't a scam? And no one responded. I waited a couple of days. I replied again. I said, can you all confirm that this is not a phishing scam? And right after I sent that, they were like, oh, your account has been restored. And I was like, what? And I went to look, and my account was restored. So I was like, either y'all aren't checking for these pictures y'all are asking for, or this was some weird-ass scam type thing. So... Uh, I I feel like I went to venting. My goal is uh, (laughs) my account has been compromised and then to update my business website page. But you sounded like you had something similar happen? Oh, no, not similar, but for a long time I've had Facebook, and I just feel like people aren't given the opportunity to be creative. Like a while back they started demanding that people use their real names. Like they were trying to... (laughs) Like, they were the IRS or something. And I was just like, what business of yours is it? What name I put here? Like, like I can't put a nickname? Like, why do you care? Why, why is that important to you? And then as soon as I started to see Instagram by base, Facebook or Instagram from Facebook, mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, Facebook has not been having the best of times. They've literally had to go before Congress, like, I understand that this is probably really great for them financially, but I feel like it's about to to really F up Instagram. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just if that's, again, where they're starting, where you have to, like you said, hold up your face with a newspaper like you're being held hostage in order to do whatever you want with your accounts. I just don't know how Facebook is going to, how Instagram is going to function. Because do you know how many, like, fan accounts there are like what how does that even work there's fan accounts there's business accounts there's all kinds of things that you would do at instagram to be able there's some where people just want to be scrolling and liking like they don't really want to give anybody that information there's someone folks never follow anyone and never have anyone follow them and they just want to keep their pictures someplace and here come facebook and instagram like mm-hmm. no we need to confirm your whole um family history i'm just <laughs> I'm just not in the. I'm. I basically said, "Mm," because I'm not looking forward to the foolishness that might come from it. I agree. Like it's. I'm like, what's the point? What's the reason? Like I don't understand. So, I'm not doing it. (laughs) And it's like, like you said, it's my business page. My business. You don't need to see my face for you to interact with my business. So no. Do you have an entry for this is a safe space? You didn't let me say my goals. I'm kidding. 
Do you have a, a goal update you want to get? <laughs> you didn't let me get my joke out. Dang. Okay. Yo, <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's going on? I was laughing at you too. Um, well, I have been doing better, I think, with my social media engagement, which now that you're saying it, with all the drama on Instagram, I'm just like, well, don't, don't give me a reason to fall off because I think I did great this week. <laughs> I was posting and commenting and being interactive, and I was like, all right, pets on the back for Beyonce. Did I tell y'all about my vision board last week? Yep, or the oh. week before, one of those. It had to be last week because we only yeah, had one episode didn't have one the week before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that, I was doing great, right? With like really being active on the things that are in my vision board. Um, I was supposed to go to a workout. I went to. I was working out, but then I didn't go to the workout I was supposed to do earlier this week because I went to the eye doctor and my eyes got dilated. And when I got home, I legit was like, I can't see. <laughs> I do not, I don't want to, I'm already bad at working out. I, I cannot afford to hurt myself because I can't see. Because it's going to be at night, outside in the dark. I was going to have to lift a weight maybe or just, I don't know. I just didn't want to risk it by not being able to see. So I didn't get to do my workout, but I'm still like, mm. I feel still feel like I'm doing good. I'm being good about writing my daily tasks and crossing them out. I did do some writing this week. Again, it wasn't good, but I took that time out to do it. And I'm convinced that if I keep putting pen to paper or fingers to um, keyboard, something good will come out of it. So those are my goal updates. As soon as you hit that 10,000 hour mark, it'll be running out of you like butter. Mm hmm. All right. Now, Mandy, do you have an entry for this is a safe space as well? Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't. Why are you laughing? Because of your accent, which I can Like, I can see your mouth <laughs> in the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, the, this is a safe space I want to talk about today is dating age ranges. So mm. I've recently decided to open myself up to dating uh, older people. Typically, I've only dated three years older or younger and really wasn't trying to touch that three really? years younger mark. Oh. Why do you sound surprised? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was that low. Low? I mean, I figured it was around, like, the age difference was that low or that close. I figured, uh, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, especially because I think for a long time, like, the idea of someone being 30 felt so far removed from me. And now it's like, no, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not that, mm-hmm. it's not that far. So now I'm just like... Okay, I just, like last year, I just started getting used to the idea of dating people who were 30, and now I'm dating people who are significantly older than me, and I think it's hard, even though I'm trying to do it, it's still hard for me to really process it and feel comfortable with it, because of things like um, pedophilia, like, even though I'm an adult now, like, the idea of someone being attracted to someone that's so much younger than them has always been weird to me, you can be old enough to have been my babysitter, or, you know, my uncle, or my dad, it's just like, this is strange, but I'm trying to open myself up to it because I just haven't had the best of luck in dating in my own age range, and I'm like, I have to cast a wider net, maybe, to find the right fish, maybe, I don't know. So, what are your thoughts? (laughs) 
I have a couple of thoughts. So, one, you've been, like, the oldest person in the group since middle school. So, you probably should have been dating way beyond our age ranks. No, I'm being oldest, as in, like, wise and older and parenting. Oh. What I, said. <laughs> I know, but I was like, that's not factual. <laughs> I am oh, younger than you. Probably, as soon as you hit, hey, calm down, as soon as you hit 18, you probably should have been dated like 25, 26, 27, yada, yada. Anywho's, I, number two, I was surprised that the range was so close, and by close I mean just a three-year, like, plus or minus difference. I didn't realize you kept it that close-knit. And I don't even just mean compare it to my dating history because I'm all over the board when it comes to age, except for younger. Well, no, there was a guy that was, like, two years younger than me. But I'm all over the board when it comes to older guys. So I'm surprised that um, your range is so close to what we currently are. But I'm happy that you're expanding and giving yourself this opportunity to see what else is out there. I do understand what you mean by, like, you could be my dad or you could be my dad's dad or my dad's older fake dad or, you know, those kinds. Of I mean, my dad's pretty <laughs> old, so that's <laughs> best part. But, but, like, my grandpa? But, yeah, but I get what you're saying about how, uh, I don't know, it depends on how much older you're going, but I feel like... If they say guys mature later or come to the realization of stuff later in life, and so, I mean, I feel like certain matchups don't bother me. Like, if it's, like, a 35-year-old woman and, like, a 45-year-old man or a 50-year-old man, that doesn't bother me. But when it's, like, a 19-year-old young woman with, like, a 50-year-old man, that's what gives me the heebie-jeebies. Or vice versa. So, again, can you say... a 19-year-old young boy... That gives me the heebie-jeebies. So what does that give you the heebie-jeebies again? Like, what's that? <laughs> the I think if if the age range is like if the age range is more than like fifteen years and they're younger than twenty five, I think that bothers me. Okay. If the age range is, I guess, ten years or more, but they're like twenty five or older, I don't think that would bother me as much. Okay. Okay. One of the people, and I, I was using still like the dating apps or whatever. Mhm. But one of the people that I was contacting is at least twenty years older than me. Okay. But I'm over. I'm older over twenty five, but that's still. You think that's still like, okay. Especially for you, you've been like a grandma since we were in middle school, so I think it's perfectly fine for you. Now I feel like you're trying to take digs at me. First of all, no. I was the oldest. Now it was I'm a grandma. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> What's my intention? What I'm trying to say is I think it's fine for you because you are mature and capable of handling that type of relationship, knowing you. I mean, I, I'm glad that you feel that way. I don't know that I can handle it because I've never handled it before. Okay, well, I still feel very sure. novice when it comes to relationships. <laughs> like, I haven't had that many real solid relationships. I was talking to someone that I used to talk to. Um, I guess we're kind of friends now. And we were even trying to clarify what it was that we were together. Like, I said when we were dating, and he was like, we were dating. He, he didn't say it like he was completely confused, but he was like, we were dating. And then I I was like, you wouldn't call it dating? <laughs> and he was like, nah, nah, you right. It was dating. Um, I guess he was like, I guess there's dating and there's like dating exclusively. And I was like, no, I did not say dating exclusively. I don't think that I ever got to that, that we ever got to that point. But not that I was completely opposed to at the time, but I'm just like, no, we never got to dating exclusively, but I still would consider it dating. And the fact that I have to kind of like figure out those labels with people is part of the reason why I'm like, I don't know that I know anything about relationships. Like, I do think that I am mature, and then I have, like, I I talked about this a while ago on the podcast, like, relationship maturity, because I understand what I want out of a relationship, but I also just don't have certain experiences the way I feel like I could or should have them at the age that I am. 
Well, yeah, we're about to find out, right? Are you going to keep us in the loop with how this goes, or are you going to keep it to yourself? I mean, I'm not opposed to telling the podcast. I just haven't seen too much come out of it yet still. I don't know if I reflect guys no matter how old they are, but um, it just seems like, you know. Again, I've already settled with the fact that I may not ever be married or in a a long-term relationship again, but I thought I would try uh, to extend my net. So if y'all want to know about what's going on in this extended net, I will definitely tell y'all. That's a, a good way to get people to ask questions. Send something in the inbox if you care about what's going on with Mandy and these old men that she's trying today. What's mm-hmm. here? This is a safe space. I kind of want to expound on my procrastination and my realization of it and how I'm not acting upon it. And that <laughs> being someone who I deem as intelligent, it concerns me that I'm like, I can make a better choice about this, but since I know how this will play out, I'm not going to make a better choice. Like, it concerns me that that's my way of thinking, and it's worked for me thus far. Like, I work really well under pressure, I believe, so trying to, I I think I gave an example about how I tried to, like, write a paper early on and went back and revised and revised and revised, and usually I would get A's or A-minuses, and that time with all the revisions and working on it early, I got, like, a B. And ever since then, I was like, nope, I just need to be procrastination nation. But it does concern me that I'm like, I can make time to (laughs) do things a better way, but I'm just going to stick to this because it works, and I'm not sure if that's healthy in the long run. I don't know how to respond fully because I don't want to be someone that's like, you should do this or you should do that. And it's like twofold, too. I I feel in one area where it's like, yeah, if this is an area that you can improve, why wouldn't you want to try to improve? At the same time, I'm like, if you feel like you're doing well, regardless, or if it's just not something that's a priority to you, if you don't want to, I'm not going to be like, you should do this because society says that procrastinating is bad. So I'm just (laughs) kind of like, I don't know what to say. But if it's bothering you, I do think you should try to make a change. I wouldn't necessarily say it's bothersome. I kind of just feel like this is the way it is, and I don't know if it's worth changing because, again, that one thing I referenced from, like, years ago in college. Just putting it out there. I don't know if I'm going to act on it or not, but I want to leave it in the safe space. Yeah. I used to procrastinate a lot, and I was able to yield positive results, but I feel like I've been, and I don't know that I made a conscientious decision about it necessarily to say like, no, I'm going to prepare more. But I feel like for a lot of things, I have been preparing more and I enjoy that feeling. Um, Even though that in itself, like the same way you can kind of spiral into this random area when you procrastinate, I feel like I still do that when I'm preparing. Like, when you just open up a bunch of tabs and you're looking at 8 million different things and then you're like, okay, well, decide on two. <laughs> like, I do that in my preparation. <laughs> Where when I'm procrastinating, I'm like, oh, I need to focus on this other thing. But look at all these 85 other million things I could look at. Yep. So it's, yep. it's the same kind of energy, just in a different way. But yep. I do think that my, you know, my preparation stuff is what allows me to be able to complete certain tasks, check them off my uh, goals task list board, and um, have things just like, you know, more together. So I'm I'm enjoying certain preparation stuff, if that will encourage you to be like, okay, I I think I do want to try and prepare stuff. It won't, but I'm glad that it's helping. <laughs> like, that's not nice for you. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> You're funny. You ready to eat? You ready for the meat yeah. potato? Yeah, yeah, girl, what you, what you got on your plate? Mine's, I don't want to say it's heavy, but it's something to eat on. So I wanted to talk about the realization of aging, and we might have touched on this 
previously, but I don't think we've gone in this direction before. So I'm starting to realize that I'm at the age, it's kind of like what you said actually earlier, where it's like 30 seems so far gone and so much older. And now that we're creeping up in age, I'm just like realizing like, you know, other family members that are older than me were at the same spot not too long ago, or my younger family members will be here pretty soon. And kind of like how people say time is a social construct created to blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's also happening. (laughs) Like I'm aging, things feel different. My body's different. My mind is different. My goals are different. Like it's clearly something that's happening And I'm not getting overwhelmed by realizing it, but I'm kind of like mind tripping. I feel like I'm sometimes having an out-of-body experience, you know. So I don't (laughs) know what's to come of it, but I just feel like I'm overly aware now of this is how old I am. This might be how much time I have left. These are some things I want to do, that type of thing. Not like a bucket list awareness, but just like a... I'm not a I'm not a spry chicken anymore type of thing. Why do you think it's giving you like an overwhelming feeling? Because I feel the opposite. Like I kind of make fun of other people about being older because I know it bothers them. But mm-hmm. I like that I like how old I am. Um, I tend to like look at people who are younger than me and be like, you don't know but nothing about this young blood. <laughs> um, even though they'll be like like one year or two years younger than me. Um, I like the idea now that I know what 30 is or how close it is. I like, I like the idea of being like, okay, the thirties, what's this about to be like, you know, what does this feel like? Is it like new skin or is it like the old skin? Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of more excited about that idea. So what gives you anxiety or about it? Not anxiety. I, so like I said, it's, I feel like what you're talking about is the fun part of aging. And the parts that I'm thinking about are, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but it's like, is this where I saw myself at this age? Or when I look back at my goals from five years ago, 10 years ago, look at what I completed compared to what I didn't complete. Look at what other people in my class are doing compared to what I'm doing. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to do that, but it's like there is some type of measure to compare Um, success or happiness or fulfillment or completion of goals. And so it's like I'm kind of just looking at everything for the past 10 years. Like, what if I would have made this decision here? What if I would have gone here instead of here? And just not second-guessing or regretting because I don't have any regrets at all. Um, But just realizing that if, if I want to make a change or if I want to redirect or reposition myself, that I'm kind of, like, losing time to do it. Like, I'm not going to be even, I mean, we're older. We're not old, like, decrepit or, you know, in Depends yet. But next thing I know, I might look up and we're, like, talking, I don't know, virtually in our 40s with some type of, like, podcast in the air or something. I don't know. Just I feel like time is starting to kind of, like, get away from me because if you would have asked me how old I am, I would have said I'm 20, blah, blah, blah. And then I would have been wrong. <laughs> so I do think there are measure marks for a lot of things, but I don't agree that there are measure marks for happiness or contentment because the things that that's like a very much an individualistic thing. So I don't I don't know that I could compare what someone else has going on to be like the standard of my own happiness. But when I do look at, like, other people's level of success, one thing that I also have seen is them talking about, like, their journey to getting it. And so then that makes me think about my own journey, which is probably part of the reason why I am very happy where my life is right now because, like, I have certain stuff going on where I feel like I should be in a place of crisis because <laughs> I'm like, it's a lot of instability here. There's no certainty. I don't know what's going on. But I'm like, well, yeah, but do you remember when you were like at this place last time and you had even less than you have now? Like you didn't have uh, 
no job, no car, no place to live on your own, no money, you was depressed, you didn't really talk to to certain people, you were not as confident as you are now, like, I I definitely feel like I could be in an even better place than I am now, but I still look at it like, but you're in a better place than you were. Right. Um, so I, that's why I'm, like, happy about my situation. Do you have anything with you where you're like, this isn't exactly where I thought it would be, but I have this thing that I didn't think I would have or I didn't have before that brings me joy and fulfillment? Sure. I feel like a lot of aspects of my life I'm very grateful for. I compare it to where I could have been. It's not, like, all bad. It's just that I feel like, again, time is kind of slipping away from me. Like, I I don't realize my age until it's, like, brought to my attention, if that kind Mm -hmm. of makes sense. And you think that you won't be able to accomplish those things because of your age, or you would have just preferred to have accomplished them already? I think in my mind, since I'm not thinking about how old I am, I'm thinking I kind of have more time than I do, than in reality I, like, actually do. So I think that's the thing that overwhelms me. I'm like, oh, I have time, oh, I have time, and then I'll look up, and it's like, no, you don't have time. So it's not about, like, the certain amount of accomplishments. It's just that feeling of time running out regardless of whatever accomplishments you do achieve. Are you asking me or telling me? Asking. Um, I wouldn't say it's separate. I'd say it's, yeah, the certain number of accomplishments that, or goals that I have yet to complete, you know, pinned against the amount of time that I have left like on this earth, you know, which is unknown, that type of thing. Okay. But that left on this earth thing is literally unknown, like you said, regardless. Like, you could have not made it to this moment. But I do understand knowing that you're older, you feel like, well, I have less time to do it. But if you also still have, like, the time that you do have, you're like, well, at least I, you know, hopefully I make it to the next five minutes. I could do something. I don't know. I, I just, um, I understand it because I feel like I had been there, but I know I probably sound like I don't understand because right now I'm just like, no, I don't, I'm not in that place. I'm real happy. <laughs> <laughs> and who was that person that's just like rubbing their happiness in your face? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how's she going to try to relate to me when she's giving me contradictions? Let's hear this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I I think the the reason is because I feel like I have been there where I'm just like, look at all the things that you haven't done. And I think the one place that I do feel that is in my writing, that I'm like, girl, nobody kept you from writing but you. (laughs) Why haven't you been able to write these stories? Like, I've I've been reading a lot more, and I'm like, not that I could have written that specific story that I'm reading, but I'm like, I could have written a story that is on this level. I could have written a story and been like this person. I could have told my own version of this story and these people out here doing it. And I'm just like, well, you don't have an excuse to not be. Um, but for so many other things, I'm just like, and and they're, you know, successful. And I'm just like, dang, girl, see, you could have been successful. No one was holding you back. You just didn't do it. But I'm also like, well... I was probably watching Netflix, and I enjoy Netflix, so <laughs> I don't that know if it's a direct equal payoff. That's probably what I was doing. When I could have been, should have been writing this story, I was watching Netflix. And right now, I'm just like, I could be I could be rich and successful, but I also know I was happy when I was watching that Netflix. So I'm satisfied with the choice that I made. <laughs> And I just hope that I will make a different choice in the future to try and still write because that is something that I want to achieve. That's a goal that's important to me. But I also hope that I get to watch some more Netflix in the future because there's certain things that are coming out that look good. Balance. Leave balance. Balance. (laughs) What's on your plate for today? It's award season. I usually love award season. I get real excited about it. All the different 
movies that are out and the Grammys because it just falls like right in the middle of award season even though it's completely different from all the other awards shows and I'm not feeling it this year I didn't go to the movie theater as much as I usually do to watch all of the films that I knew would inevitably be nominated and then because a lot of them just didn't look interesting to me and then when I see, and the ones that I did want to watch, I just didn't get time or was have availability or I didn't prioritize doing it. Now that I'm looking at the award shows and what they have nominated, I'm like, well, the, y'all have the stuff nominated that I didn't even want to go see. Like, the stuff that I was convinced, I'm like, this probably, mm, I'm not feeling it. So now I'm just like, and then I watch the award shows because I watched the uh, Golden Globe, and that junk was boring. (laughs) So it didn't even convince me to say, oh, I should watch this movie. The only thing that I was like, I need to watch that was something I already wanted to watch, which was Parasite. I saw the trailer for Parasite when I was was watching Queen and Slim, I think, Um, and it looked interesting. Everything else that I haven't already seen, I'm just like, eh. (laughs) <laughs> and it makes me a little sad because I'm just like I usually love award season I usually get excited about it I usually want to watch everything and right now I don't even want to watch the award shows like they just don't even look like I didn't watch the Critics Choice Award Tay Diggs was hosting it I don't know if that helped or hurt I was just like nah I don't feel like it <laughs> like it just wasn't worth it I, I could have watched it I had the time and availability I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to watch Love Island or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I just was, I don't know if I'm the only one out here who likes to watch a bunch of award shows, but I just am not feeling it this year. Yeah, I feel like award show season for me is not what it used to be. Like, between January, February, and March, I used to get semi-excited or make sure I was in front of a TV, and now I'm just like... I'll look at the winner's list the next year. No, not next year. The next day. And that if I really care. I'm not even really caring. And honestly, I didn't even know the awards were here. And so I saw um, someone on my business page, Instagram, she and her husband were, like, from the beginning, from 9 o'clock until the end of the day, were watching all the movies that were nominated and giving, like, their, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, don't waste your time, definitely watch this type of reviews. And the thing that got their best review was Knives Out, actually, I think. And I was like, oh, I wanted to see that, but I didn't mm-hmm. see it. So, yeah. yeah. Someone I know saw it, and they kind of told me about it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm still not interested. And part of it, like, you know, everyone talks about Oscar so white, and that is definitely a thing, a disappointing factor, because I do feel like there is a lot of interesting things going on with different cultures, storytelling, and stuff like that. But I've still kind of been able to appreciate certain work, because the reality is, like, people of color make great work. I will usually always find a way to watch that stuff. But, you know, white people can make something interesting, too. But this year, it's just like, y'all are giving me a bunch of white stories, and they don't even look interesting. Like, they don't. Y'all have... I, I like, for example, I saw The Farewell, which has probably only a fraction of the subtitles that Parasite's going to have because half of it was in English. And Parasite's, my understanding, is going to be completely in Korean. So I'm going to really need to wear my contacts and not my glasses to make sure I get all of the, the words in uh, when I inevitably watch it. But that was, like, an interesting story to, tell, to, to watch and see. But then I look at, like, Marriage Story or The Irishman, which I started to watch, both of which are on Netflix. So I'm like, it's easy access. It's not like I had to pay an extra however many dollars. I started to watch The Irishman, and I was just like, I love Robert De Niro. I love Joe Pesci. I love Al Pacino. This, this just looked like, it looked like a Martin Scorsese film because he be making the same kind of gangster film. I'm just like, this is not new. <laughs> I'm sure they all did great in it. They're, he's a great director. They are great actors. But nothing about this story felt new and interesting. So is there anything um, that stood out to you that you wanted to see or that you still plan on seeing? Besides Parasite, nah. Everything else, I'm just like, I'll catch it eventually. Not not too super intrigued. Yeah. I, I mean, that's even how I felt about Knives Out, even though they gave it, it their stamp of approval. I'm like, there's nothing really you know, grabbing me to that. There is this movie. I am not a huge Adam Sandler fan. There are some things that he makes where I'm like, that's funny. And other times I'm like, why do y'all keep giving this man money to make films? But I really Mm -hmm. want to see Uncut Gems. And I've heard really good things about it. 
And I've heard also other people say Adam Sandler's not funny. I'm not going to watch that. And I'm like, well, clearly well, it's, it's not, not a funny role for him. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. It's not like his role that he created. Like when Netflix was like, right. give us a bunch of movies. We need content. Here's however many million dollars that they gave him. And Adam Sandler was like, bet. I think they knew what they were signing up for. <laughs> but Adam Sandler has also made or been a part of content where he necessarily wasn't the one like producing and writing it. That was good. So I'm not surprised that he can make good content. I think that he's just going to give people what they ask for, which is going to be very slapstick comedy. Like, that's what people expect of Adam Sandler. That's what he's going to give them. He knows it's going to make him money. That's what they're basically asking for. But then he also chose to do this film where he's going to have to be in a more dramatic role and really extend himself. And he himself was, like, disappointed that he didn't get certain and nominations that he thought he would get by stretching himself. He's like, I did what y'all asked me for, and y'all still won't give me the credit that's due. Exactly. The acknowledgement, which is what J-Lo said. J-Lo's like, y'all get mad at me when I keep making these romantic comedy movies about a lady in her late 30s and 40s finding love, but then when I do something different, y'all don't want to give me my acknowledgement. (laughs) So... I feel okay. I feel like that's a whole different person, a whole different career. Because I feel like Jennifer Lopez peaked at enough, and I haven't wanted to watch her on anybody's screen after that. So you agree with them? <laughs> but I don't know. J Lo's looking at it like I've, I'm trying to, to do. I mean, you say peaked at enough. I'm assuming you're talking about her acting career. Yes, yes, definitely just acting. Okay. Not that she's making any kind of ridiculous new music, but when you say peak, does that, is it like a is it, it's definitely peaked and not plateaued? Because to me, for the most part, Jennifer Lopez is plateaued, which isn't bad when you're on like a high point. If you plateauing in like a low little valley, it's like, well, that's disappointing. But if you like at a nice little position and then you plateau i'm like we'll keep riding that wave sis but you definitely think it's a peak like it's been all downhill since there at least in regards to acting because her selena bomb and i really really liked enough even though it got panned by critics and i guess regular consumers but i really enjoyed enough when i look at jennifer lopez specifically i don't feel like she should be at the stardom that she is at I feel like a lot of work, Hmm. Um, and this might be unpopular opinion, but I just don't feel like (laughs) I just feel like she got an opportunity by hanging around the right people, and then just kind of like said deuces and skyrocketed into stardom. And again, I'm not saying she didn't put in work. Clearly, she put in work, but. I I I don't see her as this iconic person that the world tries to make her to be. That's not how I see her. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is off topic. <laughs> nah, I mean we talking about award season. Jennifer Lopez was snubbed. It's off topic. I just I think that, that there should have been. I think that there are people who agree with you. Wait, so what, just, what was she nominated for? Hustlers? Uh, Hustlers. Movie? She would have been nominated mm. for Best Supporting Actress. That's what she would have been nominated for. Oh, she wasn't nominated at all? No. Okay, then. Is it a snub, then? I can see if you were nominated and you lost, like, yeah, you got snubbed, but you weren't even in the category. You can't hate somebody. That is the club. snub when you're a part of the conversation. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I mean, Aquafina also wasn't nominated after she she wasn't nominated for the Oscars when she won the Golden Globes in that same category. So yes, it could be a snub, and the same for Jayla. Like she was nominated at the Golden Globes, and then the Oscar people were like, "Nah, we don't. We don't even want to make you part of the conversation." I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed the work that J-Lo does. I think she's consistent with it. That's why I would describe her career as more of a plateau than, like, a peak and then a downfall. But that's something that, like, her I enjoy. career or just her acting career? Her music career, too. Like, she got to a certain point, and then she plateaued, but she's been consistent at that plateau. Like, I don't think plateau is a, is the worst thing in the world. Because, to me, as long as you don't, didn't fall off, that still means you're doing good. Right. I just, I feel like her acting peak. Her music plateaued, but in regards to business, like, she's buying up these TV stations and trying to bring, like, basically telenovelas and stuff to America, American television. So I feel like in that regard, she's still, like, going uphill. 
but yeah, I would agree that her music has plateaued. Well, at least we agree on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing February 9th, but it probably won't be watching the Oscars. So if y'all got any moves, uh, suggestions you can make, I'd be appreciated. Yeah, send us a DM and give Mandy a move for February. What's the move for February, y'all? Did you have an underappreciated award with you? No. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. Cool. Who's yours? Okay, let's see if you can guess it. Let's see if you can guess who it's going to. Woo, woo, woo. Sinclair James. What's her real name, though? Kim Kimberly. Coles. That's right, Mandy. Yeah, I was about Kim to say. Kim Coles is receiving. <laughs> I said that's right, Mandy. Yeah. Kim Coles is receiving my underappreciated award for today. Whenever I see her, I'm not. Fo- well, I'm following her now, but I wasn't previously following her. But whenever I saw her face, like on Instagram or um, randomly on my social media feed, like I just get so happy, and I would click on her entry for the day and she's just always spreading positivity and light and laughter and she is so funny and so beautiful to me like she has aged so so well and so I just I just enjoy seeing her now like whenever I get a chance or whenever I'm like procrastinating I make sure I like wind up on her page for a couple of minutes so shout out to you Miss Kim Cole. Shout out to you. Women's Single is one of my favorite films. It's in my, I mean, television shows. It's in my top three television shows. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but they can definitely make a Living Single movie if they want to. Um, Don't know what it would be about. Don't know if it would make, I don't know if I need a reboot. It'd be sad if they were all single. That would be great. All of them I would love to see on on screen again. I don't know that I like when people do reboots if it does not make sense. And I don't think it would make sense. So I'm just kind of like, well, let me continue. I didn't finish the series, so would it not make sense because of how the series ended or for some other reason? In part how the series ended, like they all are not single. But they're separate ways, right? Yeah. Yeah, they all remember. went their separate ways. They're out. all not single. Yeah. That's why I would say, like, if they did a movie mm-hmm. and just, like, one movie, not, like, how they did with Sex in the City, because the first movie was great. We're like, yay! And then they did it again, and we're like, oh, y'all trying to make this a machine. No, no. Just, <laughs> just give us... I just, I just appreciate when you have good content and the door is closed on it. Like, I don't feel the need to make things last forever just because people like it. I think that's how stuff does fall off. I agree with that, but not in this case. So I've tried to go back, especially, so it was that time we had like an impromptu, you had guests over and stuff, and we like did our tree, and y'all, Mandy did this cool little like battle of the show type thing, and we all participated and got to figure out what our top show was. And Living Single like beat out a lot of candidates for like um, a lot of rounds, and I kept thinking, I only Mm -hmm. remember bits and pieces of the show. So after that, I tried to watch the show, and it was, I don't know if it was because, you know, the filmography wasn't like 4K, or if it was just moving too slow for me, but I couldn't literally sit down and watch it like I wanted to, and I didn't want to just have it run in the background and miss stuff, so I didn't rewatch it. So I say all that to say I wouldn't mind a reboot if it meant like they were kind of like, I don't know, not as old or as Golden Girls, but kind of like clicky like that. But we could also see maybe their kids, maybe their kids are all living together or some of their kids are friends or something like that. Or some, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing that kind of reboot. For mm. That's funny that you say that. I have the opposite thing. I was just watching Living Single the other day. <laughs> like, I can definitely still <laughs> just sit down and watch it and not have nothing else going on. I remember a lot of the lines that I could say as they're saying it and just like laugh and cackle. I don't know that I want to see them interacting with young people. Like the closest I could come to it is is when, um, what was that? Uh, Insecure, when they do like the little back show that they're watching that season and Erica Alexander was with Bill Bellamy and she had a daughter on that show. Like, that's the only thing I'm really trying to see. <laughs> mm. I mean, I it's 
I think it's fair to say that maybe I was busy and I couldn't give it my full attention. So maybe during this trip that I'm about to take, I'll try to like carve out some time and just like let it play if I can. Maybe. I mean, if it if they did a reboot, I would definitely watch. Like, I wouldn't be like, no, it's not gonna be like the original. I refuse. <laughs> but I would just be like, oh, I hope they do good because I love the original so much and I don't want to ever be disappointed by living single and these people. Like, Queen Latifah's on my vision board. Like, she's always been a part of my life, I feel like. Hmm. So, yeah. She's iconic, without a doubt. Definitely that. You and I-T-Y. I know people know Queen Latifah as an actress, but I knew her first as a rapper and I appreciated what she brought to the game. You and I, T-Y. I did not know her first Ooh. as a rapper, but I know that she rapped, and I did appreciate what she brought to the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Mindy. Would you like to tell the people where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. You can also send us your letters, questions, comments, concerns, either in our DMs or mm-hmm. at MandyandOli at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you know when we drop a new episode. Mm-hmm. And you all heard that Mandy's starting to get her little dating on. So, you know, if you want to hit her up in the DMs or hit me up so I can put in a good word for you. Right. You can do that what? Too. Like, where are you volunteering me? <laughs> what? I mean, I am dating, but I don't know if I was prepared for having nobody slide in my team. I mean, it's RDMs, oh, good. technically. <laughs> you said it's what? I said it's our DMs, technically. <laughs> right. I said the DMs, right? Or my. Okay, the I DMs. Said our DMs. DMs. <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys, like, you miss all the shots you don't take. So, you guys can't see it, but I'm winking. You miss all the shots you don't care. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend. I heard some things. I heard some things. But I can't complain. Cause I stuck to you. And I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne. Then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.